Okay, welcome back to the Iron Price of Game of Thrones podcast. We gotta pay the Iron Price. We're gonna watch every episode. And uh, this episode, we're gonna do episodes two and three. Episode two, The King's Road. Absolutely. And episode three, uh, Lord Snow. Lord Snow. Um, so let's just, I mean, we can get started in episode two by covering what we forgot in episode three. I mean, episode one. Yeah. And uh, we left out the wedding. We left out the Dothraki wedding and Daenerys getting the dragon eggs and uh like, meeting Sir Jorah meeting Sir Jorah cause you could tell he was from uh from he was from Westeros, Westeros just yeah. cause I mean you know clearly like the white man shit and um like you said it, from that scene it seemed like she could relate to him cause she was like we well, you know how do you say thank you after she got a horse in Dothraki and it was mm. like no word for thank you yeah I mean, they, just, they just do what they gotta do man and then you know then you know, as a fight happened, and girls are getting raped at the wedding. And like you said, you know, that's just how Dothraki wedding get down. Yeah, very wild, man. Very wild. And then, uh, and then she got the dragon eggs as a gift. Which, when I seen that, I kind of figured. Well, I already knew dragons gonna be in the show, but yeah, it's like yeah. them gotta come yeah. into fruition somehow. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But did you think the people they just thought they were fossilized eggs, like they had never hatched? People just didn't believe them. Like you said, the dragons been gone for thousands of years. They just like you said, just thought they were old eggs. All right, cool. So, um. Then that's where episode two begins uh, on on her side of the world where she's like riding with Dothraki and she's trying to get used to just being one of them, being a Khaleesi. You being know? a Khaleesi. And it, hurt her, it hurts her body, her hands, riding on horses all day. Like that shit, she can't get used to it yet. She don't like the food. Yeah, she don't like the food. I, I probably wouldn't like the food neither, but I mean, what was they eating over here where she was at? Uh, they probably were doing a little bit more find cooked meals, more prepared meals. Like the Thraki, they they hunting. <laughs> like you know, so they they eating they eating off the land. So that can be tough to get used to. It is a scene between Varys and Jorah Mormont where pretty much he asked him, like, man, what happened? Like why you know, why did you get over here? He told him about the, you know, selling slaves and he just looked at him like, oh, under my reign you wouldn't be punished for that. And it's just like <laughs> Like, dude, that's like you just acting like a clown right yeah. now, man. <laughs> yeah, this is like, like he just, just so he got so much control and shit like that. Uh, Viserys, man, is a character. I don't know, like I, like you could just tell he was never going to be king. Like you could just see this, like n- nothing good was ever going to come from this dude, man. Like he had nothing good coming with him. He wasn't really smart. He was kind of crazy. He's yeah. probably like that Targaryen crazy that they, yeah, they yeah. talk about in the show. So he was like weak. He was meek. Damn yeah, man. definitely, definitely. He was just living off his uh, parents' name, mm-hmm. and uh, then nobody respect him. And then Daenerys, you know, she starts to want to take control of her relationship. So she, like I said, kind of learns how to pleasure the uh, the cow, Cal Drogo, son of Barba. Let's yeah. be respectful here, son like of now. Barba, son yeah. of Barba. Um, <laughs> and then um, then it went to to Peter Dinklage, you know. All right, Tyrion. Yeah. And uh, wasn't he like sleeping in like a pen or some shit? Yeah, he was sleeping like uh like a, with the uh, with the hounds, I believe. And um, and yeah, Joffrey said, "Them job. better bitches than you usually sleep with." Yeah. Which is that was kind of like no one would we know about Joffrey. It's like, oh man, what? Like Joffrey used to be funny because he ain't really that he ain't that funny. Like joke funny later in the show, he just. Like a weirdo funny. But that's one of my favorite scenes, man. Katiria slaps the shit out of Joffrey. Yeah. And just like, bro, you, you're going to go and Joffrey's like, no, I, I don't like the, the, the wine and the women. And he just smacked the shit out of him. Like, man, you're going to go pay your respects, man. Yeah, I, I think, like, like clearly Robert wasn't fathering his son. And uh, I got I got a point on that. We probably get on that later. I think Robert already kind of knew 
that that wasn't no kin of his. Why they called him ingrates in one of the later, later see later episodes. With um him, Jamie, and Barristan was uh was sharing war, war stories. <laughs> so you just don't you think he already just knew? He just already kind of knew. I don't think he knew, cause like you said, like he was gonna leave it to his son. He was gonna leave the the well, no, to his son. He gave it to he gave it to Ned, and you know just to just to you know to take him be protected around until like I said, until Joffrey comes of age. But he even said before he died, like, I should have spent more time with you. I should have taught you how to be a man. <laughs> he died because he thought it. He, he, I think he was, he probably was unsure. Definitely was because unsure. Because he knew that he was just out having sex. He was just having, he had too many kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had even had a kid even before Game of Thrones even started. Yeah. Like, even before the rebellion, he had a kid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he was just out having kids. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. He just figured, hey, this this maybe this one mine too. Like he then there was on some just like you know whatever shit. He, he some was Robert Dominic Roger Camardi shit. Yeah, he was drunk. He probably wasn't really paying. He definitely <laughs> wasn't paying attention to Joffrey. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I mean, Tyrion was like the only person that's really trying to like raise him. He's trying yeah. to like you know because T- Jamie can't really father his son either. No, no, he can't. He can't <laughs> like that's not even his lane. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of like it's up to Tyrion, who was his uncle, to at least slap him around. I think he are. I think Tyrion already was hip to like what type of dude. Uh, Joffrey was like he could already tell that Joffrey was crazy, but like not that crazy because he had no power. He just was like a weird, yeah, kid. just annoying little boy. Yeah, yeah. And then he was just like finally, you know, eventually he coming there. But it's like Tyrion already had the inklings of what, what was going on. With that yeah, and then the Hound was like, you know, he's gonna uh, he's gonna remember that. Well, good. Make sure you give him a good tap. Just remember, <laughs> you good so it's just a funny scene. Um, and then uh. I think what that's when uh John oh. well well no um I think that's the next scene is the uh the, the like the breakfast scene right with Terry and them or is it is it Brand and the the coma I think it's Brand the coma okay. and I think what the it's not when the lady's talking to him telling him the stories now right now, no 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 this is uh pretty much he he's been in a coma for for a while now and um like I said hasn't hasn't waking up waking up and um you know she's kind of like I said just praying over him uh Catelyn. You know, um, like you said, people are coming by to stop by to see um, to see a uh, brand, and I think that's the scene with Cersei. Oh yeah, she so comes to tell him that yeah, she uh, you know, her first child was a miscarriage, right? Well, no, I mean it was uh, I guess it just died at birth. Yeah, yeah. So um, like you said, he was he was born had black hair, a true Baratheon, yeah, and uh, just didn't make it. And, uh, you know, I think in that scene you can see, like, Cersei's sincerity. Yeah. Because she's yeah. clearly, like, a, you know, in these first couple... I mean, the whole show, she's like a villain character. Yeah. But in this one, it was kind of like... She kind of was, like, there with Catelyn. Like, she wasn't trying to be condescending or nothing. Yeah, she and she loves her children. That's one thing. She loves love her children, and she probably... She can feel the pain of what, what Catelyn was going through. And then, uh, and then that's when Jamie and Jon Snow meet after this scene, right? Yeah, I believe I believe so. I and like believe they so. talk about uh, even if they don't, we can. Like, yeah, because I don't. Yeah, and then uh, John, I think what Jamie was like. Uh, John said he already he's a uh, he, he's going to his his oath. He's talking about you already you, have you already taken the black or something like that. Yeah, like he, he said, Yeah, <laughs> like he was almost like Jamie was the only person to keep it real with John. Yeah. Like, hey, the night's watch is not what you think it is. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like, well, it was, feel good to be a part of an elite force. <laughs> and if it doesn't work out, it's only for life. But it's like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, because you can kind of see 
especially later when when Mance calls it out later, like then you want to you sound like a hero. Like Jon Snow wanted to be this hero type character kind of. Uh, he wanted to join the Night's Watch. He think the Night's Watch is everyone that's that does good. They're the the protector of men and they saved the realm. And it's like it. Not really. Not no more. Not no more. And it's kind of like Sansa thinking about the South. She's thinking it's going to be gowns and dresses and balls. And it's not all what you think. It's all what's cracked up to be. So everybody just got really high hopes. And they just got real high hopes. Uh, but, uh, and then, uh, and then pretty much this is when Jon Snow just is saying goodbye to everybody, right? Yeah, him, he gives Arya the sword. Um, Needle. Needle which, which sticks with her the whole time. Um, you could tell that they were probably the closest, um, him and her and John was really close with each other. They mm-hmm. kind of relate to each other. Um, he goes by and he sees um, he sees Bran. We had just followed Bran. You can just tell Catelyn is just just grimming him. Yeah, I was like, what's up with that? Like, damn, he just came to see Bran. Came to see his, and what he thought was his brother, his cousin, and you know, just telling him, hey, listen, when you get better, you can come see me at the wall. I'm I'm leaving, Catelyn, so you don't got to worry about, about looking at me no more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't got to worry. Like, I'm, this is my dinner last minute going to be here, which is, I think... But the Cal and John, because this this is the last time they see each other. This is the last time John pretty much sees everybody else until he sees Sansa yeah. later in season six. But it's like, um, it's like with John and Catelyn, Catelyn, I I think they make note of this in the book that John looks more he looks more Starkish than everyone else. Oh, of course, yeah. you, you know, and he looks more like Lyanna, but still favors like he's a man. He kind of looks like Ned too. Like he got a stocky build. He got the hair that kind of flow back. And like all the other kids, kind of look like Tullys. They got different color eyes, yeah, and brown like hair, Tully. built yeah. like Tully. You know yeah. what I'm saying? John's a real a northern man, and he kind of she he reminds her of Ned, and that kind of bothers her. Like this bastard child is more Ned Stark than my other kids. But you know what? The, the crazy thing is, like she says it later on in a few seasons that. Once John got sick when she was a kid, she prayed for him to get to get better. He got sick during a long night. During a long night, and that she was thinking about legitimizing him, and she just couldn't get over the fact that she, you know she thought Ned was with another another woman. And it's like, girl, you barely even knew Ned. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you didn't even really know Ned like that. And also, that kind of, well, I mean, we gonna, I just bring it up later, but it's like, like you said, you didn't really know Ned like that, and like. Just kind of let it go. Like, John, you, you you wishing death upon this little kid. You don't even really... It's like, for what? You know what I'm saying? I think that also, coupled with the fact that she could never get past that feeling. She wanted this child for no reason dead. It's just... It, it kind of pains. It kind of makes her think of her own problems. You know what I'm saying? Her own insecurities with herself. Yeah. yeah. She, which, can't get, she can't get past that. Which, it always bothered me with her with her character. Um, to go back to the, like the breakfast scene... Like you could tell that Tyrion know know something up. Uh, no, I think he, I thought he yeah. always knew. He, he knew. He knew. I thought he always knew because it was like I mean, if anybody was to know, it'd probably be him. Yeah, he's like you know I'd be interested what the boy got to say when he wakes up, and Jamie's like, man, <laughs> whose side are you on? Man? It's, uh, also, it was a good line when Jamie was like, uh, "I'd rather be dead than a cripple," yeah. <laughs> and it's like. You gonna become a cripple, Jamie? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Watch your words. Yeah, man. Like you say, whatever happens. Like you said, people. In the first few episodes kind of foretell a lot of people's yeah. future and fate. Yeah. So yeah, that definitely him saying that. He was like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I mean, that. I mean, and then that next scene where the, cause they all riding together. They about to hit the king's road. Uh, is that when Bran sees? No, no, that, that was that was last episode. But uh, Robert and. Robert and uh, John. And, uh, and John yeah. and 
Well, Ned and John, they you know they riding off and stuff like well, that. Well, I think the robber and John was was first. He was like farewell, farewell snow. He was like goodbye stock. Before this, so that's when he first got on this horse. Oh, he's talking about when Rob. Oh, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, oh, that's a tough scene, man. That is tough. They both were like they wanted to, to cry, and they knew they they wasn't gonna see each other again. And, that, and that's the crazy thing, like they just because they were, like they say in the book, they were they were best friends. So it's like for them to be best friends, never see each other again. We us knowing that this is their last time they're gonna meet. Like it just makes me wish in season three, John would have just left and went down and helped with the war. You know what I'm saying? Help yeah. help him fight. Down south, so he could, you know, help avenge Ned. But it's like, yeah, it's tough, man. That was that was a tough scene to kind of look back on and watch. Like, damn, that's them are two of my favorite characters. Not being able to see each other no more. That's them their their last interaction, last time on set. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, it was that's a tough scene too. I, I damn near, yeah, I'm, I almost overlooked that. I, I know a tough scene was Robert and Ned when he was kind of like, look, I, I know I'm asking you to do a lot. But you know you're a great friend. I, I don't know if this is episode one or episode two, but he was like, like pretty much like, thank you, thank you for for coming, thank you for doing this. Like I know you don't want to, but I'm forcing you to go through a lot of shit. But you know, just thank you. Yeah. Ned and John like they had they they final farewell like going on the King's Road. Pretty much, um, you know, Ned told him like, hey man, you are Stark man. You don't got my name, but you got my blood. And he yeah. Was, he asked him about his mom and. We'll talk about that the next time I see you. Yeah, talk about the next time I see you. And that's that was the thing. Like you, you may not have my name, but you have my blood. It's like a, it's like just come clean, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I can tell, like it's kind of harboring over him too. Like the the fact that he he got so much honor, but he got to hold this this word so strong. Which also which also kind of brings back to Captain. Like you know, Ned Stark is a a very honorable man. It's almost like how can she believe it? So so much that he had a bastard. You know what I'm saying? Stannis Danner didn't even believe it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like you said, it's a few people that just just didn't believe it. Just just the way he carried himself and just his, his reputation. Yeah, but that was good acting on that scene, man. Because Ned eyes was real watery. I wonder if they told him. Yeah, I think they probably did. They told him like he was, that was Jon yeah, Snow's yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think they I think they probably did because that was like perfect. Like his eyes was like real water. Like he couldn't even look at John. <laughs> and um, like I said, that was that was like a, a farewell. That was kind of tough. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, Jon Snow last time seen pretty much all these people, his family. His family. <laughs> During their good times, he goes up and well, Tyrion goes up with him, right? Yeah, Tyrion goes, he just wants to just wants to see the wall. And then uh Ned and I think we might have passed this, but Ned and Rob was talking about the Targaryens, right? Well no, that that comes after this. Alright. And, and so like, that's a scene that I definitely wanted to like to highlight on. Like that was like probably like their last moment of like peace before they talked about Targaryens. When they were talking about being young and how about me and you go run off and <laughs> go get some go go get some women and you're like well no nah, maybe 20 years ago <laughs> and um you know pretty much they they talked about um before they got on target they talked about John's mother he was like hey man your bastard's mother how does she look and they was sharing uh, girl stories like man remember my chick with the big tits and uh he's like no that was yours and he's like well you never you never told me and I think that Robert knew I think he knew I don't know. I'm, I'm going to tell you why, and just because just his wording, just because what he said, he was like, there had to be some type of woman to make you dishonor. I'm going to start, uh, you know, said loses vows. I think he knew that something was up. He didn't know that it was that was Liana's son, but he knew that that probably that probably wasn't John. I think. That probably wasn't uh, Ned's son. I think, I don't think he knew that, but I do think, like, I mean, just like with Stannis, like, Either it like either it was some sort it was some t- amazing woman that made Ned do it or it's just like 
it's like he's lying about something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think I don't think Rob was on the side of he. I think he was more inside of it was some amazing woman. Because he's like, everyone knows Ned started to just be this honorable man. We see how big his name is throughout the whole show. Just his name holds so much weight down there forever. Like, to this show damn near ends, this shit is Ned Stark, honor. That shit is go hand in hand. So it's like, to, to understand it, to get this, like, Ned, like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like some people just I can't get over that. And they just want to know more about it. Like they want to see what's going on. But I think we all like definitely growing up with people. You know when somebody lying. You know when somebody hiding something. You know like don't two grew up with each other. It, I mean he clearly is hiding it. Yeah. But it's yeah. like I think he more just because Ned is so honorable, he can hide it and more like it's shame. Yeah. Like it's like um I'm just I'm just too ashamed to talk about that now, Rob. I can't talk about that. Yeah, and he kinda like was well, you know, man, you too too damn hard on yourself. Like you're you know, really trying to break the ice to him, like man, you always been that way. And it's like, bro, no, nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? And that's the weird thing. That's the weird thing about the honor. It's like he's honor bound by his dead sister to keep this secret. But he's I mean he's he took wedding vows. He, you know, he got he got his own honor. He put honor against honor right now. But you know what? I mean, that you know, not to jump a few episodes, but that uh, Targaryen maester had told that to John. Do you put family over honor? What do you choose? And most of the time, you do put family over honor. And that's that's what that's pretty much what what, what Ned always did. Yeah, he always put his family family first. But then that's when it jumps into the Targaryens, and you can just tell that Ned is like. Like you say, he was at a moment of peace, and he's like, "Bro, we're not talking about this, are we?" <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I think. Um, I mean, the rebellion had a lot. It, it did a lot to Rob. Like his his thought process is just about Targaryens and just the fact that Rhaegar. He felt like Rhaegar stole Lyanna just from him. Like like we already talked about, Lyanna was his everything, everything yeah. that he thought it was. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like she didn't love him like that. But he didn't know that. He thought yeah. everything. She was everything in the world, perfect. And, like, the fact that it crushed him, even like Cersei said later in the episode, that he can't even, they couldn't even have sex without him just thinking about Leanna the whole time or having to be drunk enough, screaming her name. So it's just yeah. like, I mean, this dude clearly, he can't get over that. And so I think that rage just fills him up every, like, he, that's some shit he just cannot stop thinking about. Like, and the fact that it's two Targaryens still alive, he just feel like the, his conquest is not over. He's feel like they have to pay for this. Yeah, and, and he's after him, and Ned's like, you know, they don't got no ships. Like, man, they kids, man. Like, man, like, just leave them alone, man. Nah, like, they, they got nothing. And, like I said, I'm, I would be more on Robert, like I said, as a ruler. I would be more on Robert's side. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to get rid of the whole thing. But I can see where Ned coming from. Like, I'm tired of wars. I'm tired <laughs> of the killing. I'm tired of kids. We already seen two other kids get killed. For no reason, it's like, bro, let's let's just live in harmony, man. <laughs> the thing is, he done already chased them this far. Yeah. It's like, bro, you done already took them away. Just let them be away. Yeah. Rob, like, relax, man. Like, but I mean, like, overall, I mean, da- Daenerys do come back, and she's you know stronger than ever. So maybe Rob had a point. But she only came back really like that because they tried to poison her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. if we just left her alone, she'd just been alone. That's right, been Khaleesi. Khaleesi. She's just been Khaleesi over there, but. Yeah, I, yeah, man. I don't know, man. That's just Rob, Robert. Just King Robert's in a tough position, just mentally. He can't really get all the way there without with these Targaryens still around. And it's like he can't. Damn, they can't even rule his kingdom because of that shit. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, like I said, John and Tyrion, they kind of share some, um, some you know, some tales. Like you know, why do you read a lot? And 
You know, he's like, his mind is he can't be a sore fighter, so he got to use his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's his, you know he compares himself to Jamie. Uh, Jamie's just like a great swordsman. It's like I'm not. He's not that big, and he he just can't be Jamie. But he still has to honor his Lannister name somehow. So he, he uses smarts to do it, man. And, you know. And he's still teaching John lessons. Like, you go, what's your story, bastard? And he's like, why don't you ask me nicely, man? Like, bro, just forget about that bastard stuff, man. Like, use it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use it as, as armor, and it can never be used to yeah, hurt you. I think, uh, and it's kind of weird. Like, they only talked for these short, what, three, three, four episodes, Tyrion and Jon Snow. But it's like yeah. that, that little, those little conversations lasted a long time. Like that was a bond that kind of held strong between them. Because you know what? That was probably John first time meeting somebody like that. Somebody that's like political, somebody that's a uh, critical. Or just open minded. And open minded. Like you yeah. said, like he was told, like, man, do you really believe in snocks and grumpkins? You're a smart boy. <laughs> yeah, grumpkins, though. <laughs> you don't believe in those, those tales. But you know, I mean, like you said, he was real open minded and uh, he was fair with John, you know? And that's the thing, like, you know, uh, Tyrion got a soft spot, spot for bastards, broken things, and cripples. Yeah, man. Which is cool, man. Which is cool. And then, uh, and then next, that's when we get, it's like nighttime, and, uh, that's when the lady not talking to Bran, no, she's talking to Bran, like, episode four. So the lady, like, uh, I mean, Bran's in the bed, and, uh, it was a fire start off somewhere in Winterfell, so, uh, Rob runs off. Yeah, and pretty much Rob told Catelyn, like, look, you gotta, you gotta leave him up here. Like, Recon's following me around every single moment, like, he need his mother. Like, like, the nurses and stuff, they taking care of the brand as much as they could. Yeah. And, like you say, a fire was, was used. But see, it was good that Catelyn stayed up there, right? It was good that she stayed, it was good that the wolf was there. Yeah, because, I mean, Catelyn, she fired off. For our, before we get in there, I want to ask, how did that dude get in there? How'd he get into the, the castle? Yeah, because he just was behind her all of a sudden. He must have snuck it like when Rob bust out the door and left out to chase the fire. He must have just, just snuck right in. I don't know, man. That was kind of weird. I don't know if it was like magic or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be, but he just was there. Like, yeah. they looked, and she turned around, and the nigga was just right there on some no one's supposed to be in here type yeah. shit. And then, uh, yeah, so, he, uh, Catelyn fought him off as hard as she could. And that Valerian still blade to the hands, you know. So I know her shit was fucked up, but then yeah. the dire wolves came and saved them. Dire wolves came. Thanks came to Jon Snow. Thank Jon Snow for that, man. Yeah, he, he brought them to the brought, house. Brought the wolves, and that's when they that's when they start to suspect. And then down and um at the crossroads, we got we got a uh, Joffrey, him and Sansa. You know, he's trying to talk to her and you know spit a little game at her, and they walk upon Arya, uh, and the butcher boy, sword <laughs> fighting, play sword fighting. <laughs> And Joffrey just hops in, and he starts trying to assault the, the butcher boy. Stick a knife, and then he stick a sword to his face, start making him bleed. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Arya hits him, and he starts swinging a, a, a hard steel blade sword at her full pledge, uh, which is, it could have killed her. The dial wolf jumped in, bit his little hand, mm. and Arya disarmed him. Took yeah. a sword and threw it in the water. And you know, like I said, her and the, the die wolf, she had to get the die wolf away because mm-hmm. Joffrey was crying, and had to had to then her force it away through rocks at it, and that Maria yeah. can't do Nymeria like that, man. She, she's had her life. If they would have caught Nymeria, they would have they would have killed her. Yeah, man. And then uh, and then them looking for her when they find him, when he finds out the Lannisters got him. Yeah, he just he barges back into that room yeah, like pissed hey, off. yeah, like mad as fuck. Like what's going on in here? Well, was my daughter brought to me at once? <laughs> <laughs> and. uh... You know, they talk about the Joffrey, and like uh, Robert said, you let this little girl <laughs> disarm you. And, and that's where you can see, like, that was the first time we really saw, like, 
he really doesn't care too much about Joffrey. <laughs> and he really doesn't care too much about Cersei. Like, everybody is getting though. He's like, listen, she's telling me one thing. He's telling me one thing. Sansa is, like, acting, acting will ride with Joffrey. That makes Arya go to go mad. Yeah. Cersei wants some type of vengeance. So she's just like, well, just kill kill one of the wolves. Yeah, that was just fucked up. Yeah, that, was just, that was just messed that up. Was just fucked. That was fucked That wasn't cool. And that's why I kind of, that's what made everyone already not like Sansa. Like, yeah. episode two was like, oh, no, we don't like Sansa no more. Like, and Sansa ain't really did nothing weak since this episode. Like, this is the last thing she did that really was like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Like, ever since this episode, she's just been getting played by Cersei each and every way. But, yeah, yeah. Like, at this point, it was already people are like, oh, no, we don't like this girl. She She's stupid. And she wasn't really a good actor back then either. I just think that was just her character. There's a lot of stupid girls like that. Like nah, she was a stupid girl for sure. Yeah, that's how that's how stupid girls act. And like you said, she was. I, I don't remember. Yeah, it so fast. it's like, oh come on, are yeah. you lying? Yeah, so it was just. And after that, they had to ride separately, man. Yeah, because like I said, Arya was like she she, she was pissed off. She was at pissed her. off, and Ned wouldn't fuck with them no more, man. Ned was and Ned was definitely bad. Like the butcher boy, like did you roll them down? <laughs> then had to ride too fast, man. How like. Killed the butcher boy. Yeah. He's just like, what the fuck is I, going on? I catch a butcher's boy. He kept the butcher's boy, man. He had to. Get that nigga out of here. It was fucked up, man. <laughs> it was fucked up, the but this whole episode was kind of fucked up, man. But it pretty just solid episode. No, I, mean, I thought it was a good episode because it showed... That was probably the beginning of Ned being kind of skeptical of Robert, man. Yeah, He's like, like this is your order. Like, this your, your, this, this your operation? <laughs> like, this is your operation you running, bro? Yeah, this is what y'all doing. <laughs> and um, at that point... I'm going to just throw something in there. At that point, I probably would have told Robert, look, if you kill the wolf, man, I got to go back, man. I don't like how this shit goes. Yeah, I don't like how it's rocking. I don't like this, man. But since that was his boy and stuff like that, he he rolled with him. But that's when that's probably when Ned should have just turned around, man. And said, nah, this ain't going too right, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then we go into episode three, Lord Snow. And that's when... Uh, what do you think about this episode just overall? I do like this episode because this is when uh, you show Jon Snow he first he first gets to the to the wall. So he like you say he's with the with the new recruits and he's starting to see that it's not an elite force <laughs> <laughs> and that he's kind of like on top of the chain because he's been grew up in a cat and he realized how good he had it. He always thought that he had it bad. I was like, no, nah, bro, you had it good. You was a rich kid. Yeah, pretty much. You ate good. You grew up in a castle. You learned how to fight from, from knights and your father. Like, you good. These guys are criminals, thieves, rapists. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, he just really whooping their ass. And then he got like a commander, uh, Sir Austin, who, who just don't like him. Don't like him for those same reasons. Because he thinks he's spoiled. Yeah, and he and that's when we first get to meeting Alistair Thorne. He's just like a, you know, a weird dude. And uh, I, he just didn't like Jon Snow. Just from the beginning, just yeah. already didn't like him, not one bit. Was not entertained by this dude, and was I mean, Johnson was just beating up on everybody in the beginning. I mean, it was just easy for him. But uh, and then what? We see a uh, Ned that they first. That's when they first get to King's Landing in this episode. Yes, that's when they first get to King's Landing, and this is probably one of my favorite scenes throughout the whole show. Is the small council meetings. Yeah, and Ned, you can tell he's tired from the road. He don't want to be there. They like he could have waited another day. He's like, "Where's Robert?" Like Robert don't attend the meeting, so he's just like, "Oh my god!" So what's going on? Did he figure out that they almost bankrupt? And he was like, "What? How are which, we in six million debt?" Yeah, which is, <laughs> well, I kind of start thinking that's maybe Littlefinger's plan, like because he is the master of coin, and he's just been spending money. He's been trying to cripple the economy of 
of the throne for a while. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I've been looking at it. But like. it's that and it's um and it's spending money with Terry. I mean Tywin. Yeah. Yeah, so they owe Tywin, they ain't telling need some money, just go to Tywin. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, Man, I, I don't I refuse that John Aaron allowed this to happen. They're like, Well no, John Aaron tried to, but the king he did this and he like, Well shit we can't do nothing until I talk to Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, you can just tell that um you like, can just tell that Ned's not cut for this. He's not cut for this. He's not, he's not supposed to be doing this. And even before that scene, it's a scene, this was also an epic scene, when Ned walks in and sees Jamie. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, uh, you know, last time you know he was down here, like, you know, I can remember when your brother and your father got killed. And he's like, well, shit, you did nothing. He's like, well, 10,000 men did nothing. Just sat there and watched. And he was like, you know, Pretty much when I killed the Mad King, I thought it was justice. And Ned was like, oh, that's, that's what you tell yourself at night? <laughs> like, you served him when serving him was safe. <laughs> and it wasn't safe for you no more. <laughs> Just always hit him with the honor, man. Because the honor is really some shit that's killing Jamie. It's some shit that... Because Ned's honor is yeah. something that everybody would want. Everybody who, who got a sword in their hand would love honor. Yeah. And Jamie... Is a is a respected knight of Kingsguard, but like we say, it's something that happened in later episodes when when you're like the uh, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, and, and he he has to fill out the book, and this is like his book is really just gonna say Kingslayer, like he has his, his Sir Jamie, what? Like Which he, he killed a, he killed a very crazy king, he killed the Mad King, but yeah. it's like a Slayer is a Slayer. You killed the you killed the king, and it's like he could have he had his good reason, but if you try to explain to anybody, it's just like man, look, I get it. But you took a vow, you know, and vows just meant something way more back then. I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't think Ned meant it by that. He just kind of meant it like, bro, when everything was good for y'all, y'all rolled with the Mad King. Y'all did everything he asked until it was uncomfortable for you, until you felt like you was about to die. And that's exactly. I mean, it wasn't, and it didn't really get uncomfortable for him. He like said, "Burn them all." He said, "Burn them all," but he really just meant. He wanted him to kill his dad, too. No, no, but yeah, he wanted to burn the whole city up. Yeah, you know, he yeah. wanted to burn the whole city, yeah. but when he told him, like, bring me Tywin's head, Jamie just felt like he couldn't do that. No, like, he couldn't do that. He's just like, you know what? And I can't burn the duff either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah, really on some everything, so. Yeah. I mean, Ned got good. He had a great point. Ned has a good point. And, like, and that's always going to kill Jamie because it's like, it's something that everybody knows. Then everybody on the on his King's Guard also knows it. It's like, oh, I can, I, can I even really trust this this Jamie character? He might kill me. Too. I don't think that. No, I don't think that. I mean, because they they knew what type of king he was. Like somebody had to kill him. Yeah, like he said, somebody had to kill him. Oh man, knighted. No, I just think the point is that didn't nobody want to kill him until it was uncomfortable for them. <laughs> like yeah, you didn't want to kill him just any other day. It's just now that you was about to die, now you wanted to kill him. It's about time, dog. Yeah, so. What time is the best time, man? The right time. Like I said, so that was a that was a that was an epic uh, that was an epic scene. Both those scenes to me. Like yeah, said, good that, scene. That started the um, the whole um, small council, small council. Change. I kind of like the scene in this episode where Cersei is talking to Joffrey. Yeah, and it's like and it was almost like she was trying to put her strings as like she was about to be you know the puppet master of. Of controlling Joffrey, which is something she actually could not do at all. <laughs> but you know, just in case, in the in the, because you could tell she was already planning Robert's death, kind of at that point. She yeah. was planning to get him assassinated, just like you know, everybody else. So it was kind of like right in line with what she wanted to do. And she was trying to groom Joffrey as next up, and you know, you have to listen to me and do stuff like that. And 
You know, like we know, Joffrey end up not responding to that shit at all. Honestly, no, nah, I didn't didn't listen to her too well. But yeah, that was that was a good scene of what she was trying to do, trying to be a puppet master. It didn't work. We um we kind of missed the scene um a little. I think this was episode two, where Catelyn and them they kind of like convinced like okay now the Lannisters try to kill him. Yeah. And Catelyn makes her trip down to King's Landing. He said, if it's war, then one will give it right to him. He said, words of war become actions of war. He's right. <laughs> and like I said, she comes down there, she meets Ned, and uh, kind of tells him what's going on. Littlefinger is there, and he got his plot in motion. Yeah. And she tells him that you can trust Littlefinger. Ah. And that was the wrong thing to do. That was the wrong thing to do, man. Littlefinger, uh, when, as it, when it comes down to characters... Littlefinger is not one of my favorite characters, but I do like Littlefinger. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have to. Yeah, we wouldn't have a show, and it's yeah. just like his 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 thought process is always one step of, ahead of everybody. Like yeah. he just knows. It's kind of like he just knows more than everyone else, and always has these contingency plans. And just in case, he's like he got Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, and Plan D that can just go right after each other and, and make him successful. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, and that and that was like kind of the beginning of um, like his like you said of his uh, master plan, and he got Ned right where he wanted him, um, trusting him, believing in him, and like I said, that was that was all bad. Um, after after that, okay, so after that, um, like I said, Ned returns back to the uh, to like where he was staying, like the castle he was at. Him and Arya has a speech, and Arya is pretty much, I hate it here, I hate the king, I hate the hound. I hate Sansa, but that's my sister, so I don't really hate her. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's like, listen, man, we, we come to a dangerous place. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> we got to protect each other. Y'all can't be fighting each other. And, um, like, pretty much, if you're going to have a sword, we got to get you to you gotta train you how to use it properly. Yeah, she see, yeah, and that's when that discovers that, you know, John gave her a needle, and yeah. she's been keeping this sword in secret, playing with it at night, you know. It's, and it's not a toy, you know what I'm saying? She got to really learn how to use it if she's going to be walking around with this sword in her hand. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, Ned kind of, he kind of holds this stark wolf mentality. Like, we got to stick together as a pack. Like, we're, this is not our element. We kind of got to stick together. So you can't really be mad at Sansa. You can't really be fighting her. You just kind of got to, you know, grow with it right now. And actually, I, I think that, um, I don't know if it was this small council meeting or the next one. is where he kind of went up to the, like I said, Grandmaster. And it was like, uh, I want to know what, what was uh, John Aaron trying to, a book that he was looking for? Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, the Book of the Houses. He's like, yeah, I want to read it, too, see what he was looking at. And um, that's when he begins his investigation. Yeah, his his, uh, his great investigation, his uh, his Law and Order Special Victims Unit yeah. investigation. Investigation. <laughs> they're in Restoros. They, you know, they, they do their heinous crimes always committed, man. They need a special uh, unit to figure these out. And Ned is a part of that unit, and he was trying to... That's when he just got to reading, man. And then he kept what... I mean... And they were just trying to build rapport just in King's Landing. He didn't really know nothing. You know, he got the small council, and they all kind of like, I mean, you the hand of the king. Yeah. It's pretty much sounding like he's more king than King Robert is. So yeah, his decisions matter a little bit more than everybody else's. But it's like, really, that council already got the control that they want yeah. over the king. And everybody got their own separate agendas yeah. on the council trying to gain. And it's almost like, if you go in there, you got to destroy that council. Yeah, you got to you got to get a whole new council. Yeah, you got to hold. You got to bring your own council because it's like to to let that council just still rock. It's almost like, I mean, well, like a football team, man. You get a new 
head coach, you might need a new GM too. You might need a new GM to get a new head coach. Yeah, you new head coach, you got to get rid of all the assistants. Yeah, you, know, you got you can't, to. You can't keep nobody around. You can't keep nobody around, man. So it's like, that maybe should have been Ned's first agenda, but he didn't know. Ned really kind of, Rob didn't do a good explanation of none of this. No, because Rob wasn't running the kingdom. Like I said, he never came to the meetings. It was mostly John Aaron. But, uh, and that's when um, I think Ned meets uh, Robert the first bastard. Or, like I said, close to Bash, because he was like, maybe it's the next episode, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, he started getting the book, and um, you know, he started trying to trace the, the steps of where uh, John Aaron went. So. Uh, and then, uh, in, in the Thraki, across the narrow sea, we got Daenerys. She's kind of taking over her role as, as Drogo wife, getting more comfortable. Um, she tells one of her servants to go tell Viserys that she wants to have lunch with him. And he gets pissed off. Like, you don't command me to is this, do anything. Is this the episode where he was, like, he was telling that story, right? The series. Um, yeah, that was early in the episode. Yeah. He was having sex. I yeah. kind of like that. I kind of like that scene where he was talking about the dragons yeah. and uh, stuff like that. And just kind of going into the lore of being a Targaryen and stuff like that. And, and it was just kind of cool that the girl was kind of, like, talking to him. And he just snatched back at, this is not what I paid you for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets he she has that same girl tell him hey look I got some food for him he like man you are a servant you don't order me around and he gets mad he tries to hurt uh, the series Daenerys and um one of her riders throws him down to the ground pulls him off his horse yeah and was about to kill him and she's like no and so he yeah, had, had the thing wrapped around his neck he was through he was him. he was through it so he looks at Jor he was like it's Jor kill him so Jor looks at him like are we ready to leave. <laughs> <laughs> And it just starts the, the balance of power in their relationship. And that's kind of cool, like how Jorah... I mean, it's not kind of cool, but it's like Jorah kind of just like, I mean, look, man, I'm outside of here, too. I kind of got a ride with the winning team on this one. Yeah. So, no, I ain't going to fuck with you, bro. No, no. And, like, you can tell at this point, Viserys kind of knows he's lowest on the totem pole of who got control in this bitch. Like, yeah. being, being Daenerys' brother dude, is, has no weight in yeah. the Dothraki uh, yeah. world. And the dude, the one dude, he don't even make him uh, get on his horse. He said, like, uh-uh, Man, walk. He had to walk. Which is like the lowest you can be in the Dothraki yeah. civilization. If you're walking, everybody else on horseback, and you walking, you just, damn, dog. Like, they don't even respect the king who can't ride a horse, man. Everything is horse around that bitch, dog. Yeah. So, uh-uh-uh. Well, yeah, and then also Daenerys, she, uh, she's pregnant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know that's the something we already know. Cause then that's when she started taking control of her relationship with uh with Kyle Drogo, and you know she's starting to control the bedroom. Cause I mean that was that was probably the best thing Viserys did was hire them people to kind of teach Daenerys how to have sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, she asked the girl like you know what what tricks do I do and all that type of shit. So yeah, get her get her ready. You know? <laughs> and um and what how did this episode end? Um. Good question. I don't remember so much how this episode ends. I think it. I think it ends with. Oh, it ends with um Arya doing the sword training. So uh, Ned hires uh Ferio, yeah. and he comes in and he calls her a boy, and then he calls her a girl. You don't listen to well, girl. <laughs> and um Arya starts her lessons. So where do you uh, put this episode? This episode was a was a good episode, and I, I do like how it ended because Ned was like kind of looking at her train, like, "Damn, this shit's for real." Like mm-hmm. my little girl is is <laughs> learning how to fight with a sword. <laughs> um, I think it set everything into motion. It, it it showed everybody what King's Landing is about. 
Um, it's a lot of treachery. Everybody got their own agenda. It's no order being ran at all. It's almost like nobody's running the kingdom. Yeah, nah. It is like nobody. Yeah, running the it's out of control, and that's what Ned is like. Oh, you know, he walked to some shit. Um, I think this episode was pretty solid. Uh, just carrying over. Like, I mean, both of these episodes two and three are solid episodes. I don't. I kind of liked like. I kind of like three a little bit better than two. But like overall, I like the dialogue in two a little better. Yeah. But yeah, three was a better episode. Yeah, it was like a better, just all around all solid around episode. episode. So these are both solid episodes. So I just felt like we had to like group them together, and you know, two and three. Okay. Pretty much a lot of these episodes in this season just be grouped. I mean, for the rest of the season, honestly. But it's like these two, they just kind of flew and they flowed into each other pretty well. Because yeah, like if you watch them, especially like uh, like I just did, it just was like boom, <laughs> two and three, and it's like oh shit. And, and it's like you just learn so much about the characters now and like even on looking back it's just like seeing pretty much seeing the family together they last time it's like wow man that's crazy you know what I'm saying like these people will never see each other ever again a fun fact about this is that I guess the travel in the book like for the first two episodes that was like two or three months damn yeah so it cause it, it take you a month to get down to King's Landing so I think they were in the north for about two months and then took a month, like I said, to get down. And then I guess the, like the next episode was like a few weeks because it took Catelyn had to get down there. Yeah. So that took her about a, about a month. So this was like two or three months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all that ride them niggas was doing though, that shit is not a quick venture. That's what I'm saying. Like to go all the way up north to tell Ned, hey, won't you be a hand of king? And then now you come back. <laughs> but you know what? That is something that you can't. Sometimes you can't tell somebody something over the phone no, or can't. on the letter. Yeah, you gotta go face you to gotta face. You gotta go face to face and tell him. He could have just because he would have said no. Yeah, he would have said no. Yeah, he would have said no. Like he's, you know, hell no. Nah. Like even when he read the letter and Catelyn told him like you could just say no. He just already knew like if he coming, I can't say no. Man. No, no, he said he coming. So, um, so that's it for this episode. Uh, we're gonna be doing four and five in a couple of days. So. Gotta watch up on 4 and 5, man. We'll be back. Next up episode.